This podcast is produced by Molly Radio. Hello and welcome to Powered by You. My name is Zeno and I'm your host. And this is a community-based podcast that will be used as a platform to raise awareness and talk about social impacts and local trends that actually have an influence on our everyday lives. Good afternoon and welcome to the fifth episode of Powered by You. My name is Zeno and I'm your host. In this episode, we'll be talking about the importance of having soft skills and how they can improve quality of life. This topic is not highlighted as it should be, but hopefully today's episode will be giving you something to think about. Today, I'm joined with Hannah, who's a programs manager for a social enterprise called Two to Three Degrees. And I'm also joined with Serena, who's a local member from the community. Thank you both for joining. Thanks for having me. How are you? Doing well, doing well. It's been a busy day, but it's better than being bored, so... <laughs> bored, yeah, yeah. Is it the end or is it coming or just starting? Well, it's of the day. I'd say it's mid- midday, so, midday. you know, a lot of stuff prepared for the rest of the day, but for Fair the rest enough. of the week also busy, so, yeah, can't complain. All right. What about yourself, Serena? How have you been? Um, yeah, good. Mostly chilled for the first part, but I'll be busy after this. What, how busy? Just work. Okay. Well, at least you're being productive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you know why we're here today? To discuss soft skills. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hopefully, hopefully, there's. Uh, I feel like there is some sort of um, gap when we think about soft skills. Not many people know what soft skills are, um, the importance of it, how it can contribute to your daily lifestyle, and is there something that we need to address about it? So okay. that's what essentially we're we're coming here to talk about. Um, I've spoken to Hannah previously. Um, she is from a local ent- social enterprise. Yeah. Two to three degrees. Uh, we've spoke once or twice, but if you can give me a description of what you do or what is two to three degrees in a nutshell. Sure. Um, so, hi everyone. I'm Hannah. I'm a program manager at Two to Three Degrees. Um, we're a social enterprise that exists basically to help young people be the best versions of themselves. So we do that through delivering workshops, programs um, and various events to yeah, basically help young people with personal development, soft skills kind of development, but also in terms of employability and community voice. So ensuring that as a young person, you're valued in your community, but also you value yourself. Wow, brilliant. <laughs> if only this existed when back in my day. I'm not old, I'm not old, <laughs> old, but I'm just, you know, thinking I could have benefited from something like this. It sounds yeah. really great. Um, what kind of pro so you said young people what age range does that include yeah so in terms of like the european commission they define a young person between uh i think it's basically up until 30 years old so it's quite a broad term but then some people consider like a young person as someone who's you know a teenager or a young adult so Mm. it's really difficult to like get the right terminology but that's generally what i mean people under 30 years Right, right. That, that should be the case, isn't it? 30 years old. And when you said European Commission, all that came into my mind was Brexit. Oh, let's <laughs> not go on so, that one. <laughs> so does that even count now? Can we even go? So that's the bit, that's so many questions that are involved, yeah. isn't it? Um, there's different things changing, policies getting shaped as we speak. Um, but yeah, 30 years old should be, I think, an appropriate term to give a young adult, you know, that... that um, was, it, was it classification, would you say? Classify them as young yeah. adult? Yeah, yeah. 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 So what kind of programs do you offer? Well, we've, got, we've done loads of different programs. And obviously with COVID kind of just being an, a decent me- recent memory, um, mm-hmm. we used to do a lot of 
workshops online but now we're kind of transitioning back to kind of face-to-face stuff um so we've got a variety of different programs that serena i'm sure can speak about one of them because she's she's been on them before so she's definitely a go-to person on this side but um yeah in terms of employability and personal development we run programs all across london and the uk uh, to support young people up until 30 years old um and yeah some of them that we've got is called mastering my future which is something that um serena was involved with so yeah, Serena can tell you a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like, Mastering My Future, I feel like it was, like, lots of, like, insight days. So you got to go to, like, different different companies, like Addison Lee, um, Cause, I was, like, a fashion brand company. Um, also, you, <laughs> you got to go to, like... <laughs> sorry. Um, you got to go to, like, um, like, so many different companies. You get to experience... Um, many different things you get to see like the different areas that you can um, go to in a business you get to network with so many people you get to meet lots of new people like I have so many new friends now from the um um two to three degrees and I've literally I've got work experience from going to two to three degrees it's like so good yeah I think I think when Hannah said employability and uh, personal development we've all heard employability there's so many things going on around employability but when, when you said personal development it just something was like oh that's a different mm. and and you don't hear it as often and um sometimes i think that's where we kind of that's the area we neglect yeah definitely unfortunately so uh, what does that entail so when you say we offer some stuff around personal development um that could mean anything yeah no that's a really good point um and it's kind of an interchangeable word so some people mm. use like soft skills some exactly. people use personal development um yeah so you can use both but they both mean the same thing and i'll give you like a little bit of a story to basically describe why we exist and why we do these kind of things sure. so for example personally um went to university got the kind of academic qualifications but then left and realized that in the working world there's so many different skills attributes and kind of ways that you should conduct yourself in a professional environment and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the time, these aren't things that you get taught at school or university or college. Um, they're kind of things you just figure out going through life. So, um, yeah, I think having kind of these personal development programs or soft skills uh, workshops are really good because it helps you kind of think you can't you can't just get ahead by being academically intelligent and, you know, book smart. Mm-hmm. You have to be street savvy. You have to, you know, understand yourself and understand other people. And that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's easy to talk about, and yeah. and it's, it sounds great to say I'm working on uh, personal development, but then does it actually come into effect? That's the thing. It's sometimes people do try, and some something goes wrong, and they don't end up um, following through with that skill set. It doesn't get perfected, and sometimes simple stuff as time management, like you said, going to places on time, um, having that confidence. It's just you don't get taught it, like you mentioned. But then when would you be able to work on those skills? And sometimes the element of being on time, can you really teach someone that? Or is it just something that we've been doing for our whole life since we go to school? We've been taught how to go to class on time. We have lunch time, we have break time, home time. But something along those lines, people still tend to be late for mm. certain things. Um so that's why I'm thinking, even even people who are adults, I think, tend to have this. I know we're talking about soft skills just for young people for now, or young adults for, for uh, this episode. But I'm sure this is an area that impacts 
people older than 30 years old yeah. unfortunately I, I don't know if you could say the same but i know for sure uh, working within a community setting that can be uh, a solid grounds to even like to look into um, yeah yeah and and obviously when we spoke you said you mentioned you're doing work in the south of the borough yeah yeah so so because i work around the community cover both north and south so when you said ah oh, i'm doing some some work around youth voice in was it the else courts else court area yeah. yeah so that would be yeah the south of the but how was that how are you finding that experience so far with interaction and that's how we think i'm i'm want to ask you about the soft skills have you noticed anything yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so, well, so far we're kind of gearing up for the launch of the Earls Court Future Programme and mm-hmm. just to kind of give a bit of detail on what that is. Sure. Uh, we're working with the Earls Court Development Company, or called ECDC, um, to basically shape the future of the Earls Court site. And the site it spans across uh, RBKC and Hammersmith and Fulham. So it's for young people who are in both boroughs basically to say, actually, there's an empty site with nothing there. How can we get like young adults' voices to shape the future of it? Because they're going to be the ones who are, you know, going to be the ones who are spending the most time there, who are going to potentially be the employers of the offices there who might live in that community. Um, so yeah, it's really important to get their perspectives because traditionally, um, young people or young adults don't necessarily engage in like the planning system and exactly. like with community engagement. Mm, so you know, yeah. going to full council meetings or knowing a hundred percent what is going on in your area. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. So yeah, I th- personally, I'm really passionate about it because I think it's an amazing opportunity for local young people to shape the future of the area. But in order to help them get to that stage in terms mm-hmm. of soft skills and personal development, some people might not feel confident enough to, to voice their opinions. They might not have the communication skills to articulate their thoughts and feelings as effectively as they want to. So within that kind of you know youth voice, community voice, we want to provide them with that personal development, soft skills development. Um, you know, Do you want to work on your communication? Great, let's work on it. Um, we'll work Brilliant. to support you with that. Yeah, so, so, so right now it's currently um, happening as we speak. It's happening. It's very okay. much happening. <laughs> right, right. So, so, so far, so good, I'm assuming. Yeah. And so we know the importance of having a community voice, like mm. you said. Uh, the, the only thing is, how would you persuade someone to go ahead and partake in, in voicing their opinion, shaping their quality of life, essentially? You, you've been given the opportunity to see how things will map out in the next five, ten years or even longer than that, because I'm sure this development isn't going to be here for just a year. It's going to be here for a long-term yeah, duration. Um, so, so I would say, yeah, what kind of techniques do you go for to persuade people, to, to drag them in to say, this will benefit you to take part in this? Because I think, I think a lot of young people, I don't know if Serena could say something about yeah. this, that sometimes they're just not, are not interested Mm. in certain things or they're, they're not yeah. bothered or they'd rather go see their friends mm. and they think to themselves um it doesn't matter um yeah. it's, it's just it's just i've got better things to do you're totally right you know what do you think what do you yeah, think that's, that's I feel the like case that's, that's sometimes the case but i feel also like when people see like what other people are doing and they see like oh wow look what she's doing she went to this she went to that and oh she's she's getting up there that's what i did with um for me i like attended these events and then i saw like oh look look what they're doing for other people and I would say like oh um, I'd go to my friends and I'd be like look at look at this um, thing that they're doing for us come join it's like I feel like it's like once they see what's going on they'd rather come do it because they know in the future it's going to benefit them so yeah so you tell your friends yeah. that's what I'm doing what's your opinion about having an involvement 
in a project like this and being able to speak your mind how would you persuade others or, or even how did you get into it yourself what made you want to take part um so like I saw it in school and I was thinking oh what do I have to lose because I um I feel like with COVID it was really hard to um like gain experience because nobody was doing anything and I saw this I was like do you know what I might as well do it I have nothing to lose so let me just try it and see what happens so I um I told my friends about it we all went to like different events and um I got to like see and I was like you know what this is really good like I'm gaining experience I'm developing my soft skills I can just go to a few more events I even told my friends, you know, uh, like come come along, do it because you know what you're not you're not losing out on anything. You're gaining, you're gaining so much from it. And I was just like, yeah. I feel motivated that you said that now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, that that sounds like you're a good friend. Like you're you're someone who's yeah. like got good energy, and mm-hmm. you actually try to amplify that. You yeah. you you don't like they say if you if you're a negative person, yeah, your friends are going to be negative as well, mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, ah, oh, it will be like a chain mm-hmm. effect. But with you, I reckon because you got such a good vibe, you're you're more likely to get people on board as well. Yeah. But out of the people they asked, did everyone say yes or did some say no? Like to keep, <laughs> keep you know what I mean? Because right now it's thinking yeah. like yeah. I know for a fact I can bring my friends a fantastic idea. Yeah. And I could say confidently, I can ask ten. Not all ten will say yes. Yeah. You know, like reality comes to, into play, and some will be like that's just long yeah yeah. you know see now you're laughing because you know that's the case you know so yeah so have you come across that so some have said yeah or is it all of them have said no not all of them so at first I only asked a few and then I was like let's just see how it goes and Mm -hmm. then when we saw like oh this is great we um we asked a few more a few came a few didn't want to come because you know but you know what it's nothing to lose but yeah that's the thing and mm-hmm. the thing is they'll never tell you the actual reason why wow. they'll just yeah. say i'm doing something or um it's just i'm not i'm not really interested yeah. mm-hmm. but then when you say what is the reason they'll just escape the, the question altogether <laughs> yeah. um so that's why i, I want to really ask uh in terms of do you think there's a gap between capturing uh community sentiments and young adults do you think that gap is soft skills yeah i feel like maybe because I think soft skills is like experience. I think it's the um, experience that you you can gain. So I think um, maybe they they don't feel like they have that experience. So they don't want to, um, they're not as confident. They don't want to join in in the community talks. They don't want to like get involved, share their opinion. Yeah. So I think like if they if they had more um, more soft skills, then they would be more willing to join in, have those conversations yeah. that they need to be have that need to be had. Yeah. So that's the, some people just a bit nervous as well um do you think do you think have you come across people with soft skills but are still not interested or is that very rare for you to come across i feel like once you've once you've done what you need to do and you've got you've got what you have gained those experiences then i feel like um people will want to join in because they know they they have what they need to join in but yeah Mm. what do you think hannah what's your what's your opinion on that well, I think Serena made a, like a point earlier about saying how she invited her friends and things like that. And you asked, like, how many actually came kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of a saying that's like, you are the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. Mm-hmm. So if you sit and like let that sink in and think about it, mm-hmm. it can give you a massive indication of like, yeah, check yourself and like where you're at. And like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. okay, if the average five people I spend time with don't go to these kind of events, you know, don't really know what they want to do in the future, or maybe they're maybe a bad influence on you and like you know do get some things they shouldn't be doing um you're going to probably be like them so it's like putting a mirror up to yourself and being like how do I want to show up to the world like how do I want to present myself Mm, and I think yeah just 
Serena made that a really good point because she was not only elevating herself but wanting to elevate other people and that's what personal development is all about it's about bringing yourself up but also not leaving people behind and bringing them on the journey with you 100% I think that's um, something that we all need to actually consider and take in and let it sink in Mm. so I know we've been talking about soft skills for for a good moment now but (laughs) then I'm I'm thinking to myself those who are watching might think what are soft skills or what does it consist of what how would you describe soft skills yeah sure so I see soft skills as like a set of attributes that you have which um, kind of denotes your kind of personal demeanor and how you show up. So for example, an ex- a soft skill would be confidence or resilience or, um, you know, like those kind of things are generally soft skills, whereas the more hard skills are like, for example, good at Excel or um, Photoshop or things like that. They're hard skills they apply to a specific thing, mm-hmm. whereas soft skills are interchangeable. You don't have to, um, you know, everyone would it'd be good if everyone was like resilient so that if they are, you mm. know, face failure or difficult times, they can pick themselves back up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. So out of the soft skills that that, that are currently existing, how would you rank them if you had to say most important? <laughs> To the least important mm, i think this question's interesting personally because i don't think you can rank them that's my opinion serena might think differently so we're coming back to you in a minute yeah, but exactly. um in my opinion i feel like the world is completely different and diverse and everyone has um certain attributes or skills that they're good at and so in soft skills i mm-hmm. i'm quite good at communication um i like working as a team that kind of thing whereas you could speak to someone and they're like very much independent they don't like communicating with others and they're much like more confident just working independently. Yeah, so yeah. that shows mm-hmm. an example of like different people are better at different roles. Um, and yeah, so I think having that diversity allows like when people do work together, you can have like bounce off of each other's ideas. And like mm. even in this room now, like we're with some really creative people who For are sure. putting this together. Yeah, 100%. I would not be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's really great to kind of bring people with different skill sets together mm-hmm. because it makes it just yeah interesting the world would be boring if we were all the same so i don't think we can rank them in a nutshell because i think all skills are equally important um, yeah. depending on what you're doing as well that is yeah that makes that makes so much sense the way you mentioned how you can't take one and rank them mm. but what do you think I feel what's like, your opinion Serena? I want to hear from you Let's start. I feel like um, there, there is like you can't really rank them but I also do think like the top three that um, like are needed and necessi- necessity I think communication I think that's key everyone needs to communicate you could be an independent person but you still need to communicate with others mm-hmm. I also think networking that's good because I feel like you need the connections you need to know people you need to do all this stuff to um, get where you want to get go and then I also think time management is another Mm. one that's really important because you need to show up we need to be on time okay do you think do you believe or think that you can find an individual that has every soft skill um probably not but I feel like you can you can find like a glimpse of it in maybe a person and they they can develop it over time maybe okay what do you think about do you think have you ever come across someone that has a complete set of soft skills definitely not no. No. <laughs> I mean uh, yeah even myself like there's certain mm-hmm. things that I know I'm very strong at and I'm good at and even then I feel like it's a continual like learning process you think yeah I'm really great at communicating um yeah but when it comes down to maybe public speaking to over mm. under thousands of people I might struggle doing that yeah so yeah. and most people might so it's all about that elevation and continual like growth process I guess so yeah I don't think anyone has it all figured out and if you think you have 
I think you're wrong. Mm, <laughs> There's always yeah. room for improvement. <laughs> 100%. So that's, that's the thing. How would you improve your soft skills? So that, that would be the lead on question to that. Mm. Um, yeah, how would you recommend to improve on soft skills? Because that's something we think is, should be instilled within us, t- keeping, ta- keeping track of time, communicating. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. We have, we have uh, our strengths and weaknesses and sometimes we don't even acknowledge them. Mm. until someone says that oh you're not good at this you're not good at that but then once you there's no re, there's no um positivity in someone telling you that you lack a certain soft skill or or whatever attribute it might be mm. but then they're not giving you a solution for it yeah if you know what so so what would it be what would the solution be to improve soft skills if, for example if, if you're not good at communicator um, I feel like, you know, turning up to these events like what two to three degrees do, I feel like that's a good way to um like develop your soft skills because you're you're out there, you're pushing your boundaries, you're meeting new people, you get to develop them. You, like you do it unconsciously because you're in a new environment, new people. You have to like learn how to do it. So it's just like, yeah, going to these events, doing these things is going to help to um develop it unconsciously. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's, yeah. That's that's a that's that's a good description. Ho- hopefully, I'm I'm sure two to three degrees have been like changing a lot of lives yeah. um, <laughs> recently. But I'm I'm thinking about those who are hard to reach as well. Mm-hmm. What are the barriers? Because we know, okay, there are certain workshops in place, certain interventions that you could apply that would support in developing your soft skills. Yeah. But then, what if you get someone who has anxiety, or someone who has low self-esteem or lack of confidence that's that's something that is is deep rooted you know so have you come across anyone like that you're trying to support yeah definitely um i can speak about it from a personal perspective as well like you know i think we should you know all be open about mental health and accept that you know everyone's different and everyone copes Mm -hmm. with things in different ways so as long as you have that understanding at a base level it'll be it always helps you to understand other people so in terms of my like personal perspective i used to really struggle with like anxiety and even the idea of like being on a podcast would scare me so much you're doing well so far (laughs) just to let you know thank you so much um yeah it would have a few years ago if you would have said to me like you're gonna you know do a podcast or do a public speaking Mm. event for over hundreds of people i would have looked at you and think Mm -mm. who are you talking about like (laughs) is that me um but yeah here we are now and i don't think that anything can be a barrier unless you really want it to be um so it's all about in my opinion like accepting the fact that you might have anxiety or you might have depression or you might have something that is hindering you from getting what you want but for me it's personally it's all about like developing yourself and being like it's the small wins like okay do you know what today I spoke to someone new um and that is great like for some somebody else I might be like okay I do that on the daily but for somebody else that's a massive achievement so it's all about taking it into consideration about the individual where you want to go and making small steps towards that and I think the way that you can kind of get around these barriers is by putting yourself out there and there's so much easier said than done like saying oh just go to these workshops just go to these events but even if you decide actually my anxiety is too bad right now um, I'm gonna go on YouTube and like watch a video there you're still upskilling yourself. You're still working mm. towards that goal. It's just in a different way. Yeah. Um, there's no conventional route of bettering yourself or growing. It's all linear. Like, you know, it's different for the person. So yeah, yeah I think my, in a nutshell, I would say just um, everyone's on their own journey. 
if you decide that this isn't the path for you but is for somebody else that's absolutely okay as long as you're moving in the right direction um and you check yourself and be like actually i'm proud of what i've done like this is a win for me yeah as long as you're moving forward it doesn't matter what pace you're doing yeah, it at absolutely so that's that's something for a lot of people to consider because some mm. some may have the desire to just <clears throat> completely like zoom through life and watch other people do things at their own rate and think I should be the same as well. Yeah. When when you did say that everyone's different, everyone's unique, uh, we can't compare ourselves for every single thing. That you can Absolutely. compare in a healthy way and and think how can I improve or how this how is this person can help me improve. But if you're competing in a way that could be a bit unhealthy mm. and you're thinking I should be where they are and because I'm not then I'm gonna feel uh, a lack of confidence because of that then that's not really you're not really helping yourself yeah and that's in that case but with you you seem confident so I don't <laughs> think this is an issue for you in terms of um, having that hesitancy when approaching certain things certain tasks certain obstacles in life or being asked to you know speak for example um, timekeeping you came on time today <laughs> just about <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah do you think you've seen your circle of friends have some some hesitancy but you know that you've tried to fix it or you've actually successfully done so um yeah I feel like even with me even though I seem like confident I just have to like I feel like I just have to push my boundaries like my barriers just to like get to where I want to go because I put my friends as well they also um sometimes they're not as confident but then if you go as a group or as like a couple of people then you feel more secure I guess you want to push your boundaries more and then once you've pushed them you're like oh okay I can do this on my own I don't have to be with all these people at the same time I can just do it on my own now because they feel like more comfortable with themselves so yeah. okay so so you'd start with a group of friends yeah and then you feel comfortable that you could detach yourself away yeah. so what what kind of message would you want to give someone who doesn't have that group of friends to begin with <laughs> what would you say if they're, if they're like a lone wolf yeah um they're very much anti-social they keep themselves to themselves they don't want to be you know they're very much drama free they choose to be at peace yeah <laughs> um yeah so what would you say to that person i feel like i would say to them um you know at the end of the day if you're by yourself you know you've been by yourself for most of the time so what's the um there's no harm in like going by yourself doing everything by yourself because at the end of the day you're doing this for yourself you want to push yourself so do it for yourself go go out and do everything you want to do i'm going to ask you have you ever thought about doing motivational speeches <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely i can see you doing it like really good like um i think i think there's these kind of uh, things that we kind of need to hear and um, we just don't we don't really value the people around us mm -hmm. especially if they come with positive uh, influences as well mm. um, but then when we look at people who are forthcoming and those who are not forthcoming would you say it's um, which number is greater those who are forthcoming that you see a lot of or is it majority those who are not forthcoming um i guess i think it kind of depends i think a lot of it is not necessarily like a specific group like all oh, these people are not forthcoming or these people are forthcoming mm -hmm. i think a lot of it is about like yeah the intersectional aspect of it but right. also access yeah. to relatable role models um a lot of people who have access to relatable mo role models who think like yeah i could 
be like you know a presenter on bbc i can be um you know a neurological scientist whatever mm-hmm. you want to be having yeah. a role model who maybe looks like you or comes from a similar background to you is always going to inspire you to go in that direction and mm-hmm. if you feel like there aren't people who occupy that space that you want to occupy you're going to feel like it's not for you if that makes sense so i feel like they're yeah it's not really about like being forthcoming or not because some people don't realize that they're not being forthcoming <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense no that makes sense because i'm you're, you're you're telling um telling me about how the process normally works um but then i'm thinking to myself i'm hearing all these new terminologies about gen z and all these things and everyone's glued to their phones now and i'm thinking to myself does that hinder your soft skills your ability to interact with others if you're constantly just all you know is social media or just not you're you're not talking to no one sometimes you go into households that you see at the dinner table everyone's down on the phone no one's saying a word to each other and it would be a bit i don't know you'd think if that's like if that's how it is at home mm. where it's meant to be a lively environment everyone's easy speaking to each other comfortably i wonder what it's like outside in in a in a social setting for example and sometimes i think to myself that's why i would that's why i did ask is it the majority we're looking at that are happy to engage are are willing to give their sentiment forward or is it the minority that we're looking at so so i think i don't know how how old exactly between the 18 to 30 age range you are but i would say like you're obviously familiar with social media yeah right are you are you deeply indulged in it or are you just do you keep like a healthy uh, boundary between the time that you are on your phone because once you go on your phone you're zoned out yeah right people walk the streets and they're on their phone they trip up and stuff like that so how 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 do you conduct yourself whilst like trying to manage yourself with um having a life outside of the phone yeah so you can grow mm-hmm. as a person you can see people right in front of you yeah. you could read emotion mm-hmm. you know you could tell if someone is feeling uh, excited or uncomfortable uh, you could read body language so yeah. all these things are play a big role but if you're always down and looking down mm-hmm. and you don't look up your senses around you are desensitized yeah. right um what would yeah so how would you describe about your own experience i feel like i am guilty i am on my phone quite a bit but also i i i make a conscious effort to like talk to people like, i'll put my phone down occasionally and talk to people because like there are still people around you but i also think that um you know you can t- like social media is like a network in itself like you can talk to people like linkedin that's a big like platform where people mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. like talk you meet people so i feel like even though um you're not as conscious ar- to the things around you you're still like communicating with people you're not closed off from the whole world all the time Mm. what do you think yes yeah no i was gonna say i actually kind of agree like um i feel like social media and the internet and all that kind of the growth of it in the Mm -hmm. past like you know few years have more so you know what i mean (laughs) i'm a bit old (laughs) but um yeah i think in that in that sense it's a blessing and like but also a curse at the same time yeah i get what you mean Um, because for obviously through um kind of you know, the pandemic and things like that. Yeah, Social yeah. media and the internet and that kind of way was the main, main main reason of communication for most people. And without it, so many people would have been like so lonely. Um, and I know true. a lot of people were, regardless of having that, you know, that infrastructure in place. Yeah. But 
yeah, I think it's definitely a blessing and a curse because people can spend so much time on it that it consumes every aspect of their life. Exactly. Or yeah. you have like a balance like Serena um, and, you know, you're spending time on your phone, but you're also, you know, recognizing there is a world outside of your, your phone. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a bit it's a bit of both. It depends on how you manage yourself. But yeah, that's true, because when you said work from home, that just also brought back memories of lockdown because a lot of people that had jobs that enabled them to do it from home they automatically just had to set up a computer or a laptop Mm. and then they would have their computer there and then their phone was always just by the side so if it wasn't the screen it would be the phone if not the Mm. phone it's the screen and then you got your tv and then it's constantly just looking into something um and then it just made me think what when you're working from home it eliminates the element of time management to a certain Mm. extent because you don't need to be at the office some people just you've seen a lot of memes online where people just end up wearing their pajamas whilst they're on teams they're having their you know so stuff like this like when you are pre-pandemic people would have to plan appropriately to to shower get dressed um figure out if they're going to get the train or the bus how long it's going to take but since the covid pandemic happened it's almost like yeah, I start at nine, I wake up at 8.59 and I'm ready to go. I just log into the Teams meeting. Yeah. But yeah, so so that element of time management, I think kind of just removes itself, mm. if you know what I mean. So I think some certain situations in life, they either boost your soft skills or they just diminish them. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. Th- I feel like in a few years time, we're only going to be able to know the impact of how, you know, covid and lockdown and you know working from home the what's become the norm now um, yeah. has impacted us and like socially and like you know also how we show up in ourselves i think yeah it's going to be super interesting to find out like what has shifted mm. over the next couple of years as a result of what is happening now and what has happened did you work from home i do now i still work <laughs> from home now so how's, how's the time management um do you so, live at eight fifty nine or no i'm actually a massive early bird i'm right. up at like seven o'clock in the morning like, even though I'm you're up. working from home yeah yeah wow like, i don't know i've yeah. always been a morning person really like catch me at 10 o'clock absolutely fast asleep <laughs> i'm yeah i'm always i'm i like to sleep um i like to get a good amount of hours so okay. yeah early bird me <laughs> <laughs> what about you Serena? is it can you relate or are you complete just thinking living a chilled out life um <laughs> uh, no, I feel like um, to an extent, like I won't be like up early, early, but I will. What's early for you? Go on. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Six a.m. is early. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I'll say seven's all right. Okay. But yeah, right. I feel like I won't be up early. Like if I know I need to be at a time, I'll make the time to be ready and like feel prepared within myself to do something. But I won't like be up from like overly prepared for something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you overly prepare for? Um, I'd probably overly prepare for like school trip okay i would like prepare from like the night before actually i do that quite a lot i like i prepare from the night before so i can have more sleep in the morning Mm. so yeah okay that's that's see i think these things if we just do it in our daily life just to make sure that every day that we have we make it count Mm -hmm. you know and not every day is going to count obviously some days you're going to have some lazy days some days you're going to but you'd want the majority of days to be uh positive yeah. i suppose definitely yeah wow do you know what i think i've had really good discussion talking to you both about the soft skills and how they can improve our uh personal demeanor i guess uh, moving forward in life also i think recruiters would also they would tell you so in terms of we have interviews and they say what are your strengths and weaknesses what should you not say in terms of this is my weakness i'm bad at time management or because <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. you could say 
um, I'm maybe, I don't know, sometimes people say I don't have a weakness. Yeah, I think that's definitely <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, I've been on hiring panels before, um, right. different roles and stuff like that. And I remember I had someone once say to me like, so what is your like, your weakness like like, my weakness is i care too much (laughs) i work too hard and i was like sure give it a rest like sure but like it just comes across as a bit fake so i wouldn't recommend it so how honest should you be should you be like i am so terrible at timekeeping (laughs) and then oh you know what you're so honest that we'll give you the job (laughs) please arrive on time tomorrow (laughs) i guess it depends what the job is like um but any job has to have by default you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to need that yeah, time keeping I element i agree so i guess yeah I, definitely in terms of time management i wouldn't i would advise not saying like okay the, the, i'm terrible at time management what about but, if you say i'm a terrible communicator again i think the word terrible it's like you're, okay if, if it was okay. you you're like you're communicating with me now and that person would be communicating with the but it's a weakness so. okay you wouldn't use the word terrible maybe yeah. i'm exaggerating a little bit but if you just say <laughs> i'm communication is a weakness for me mm. As you, as an employer, you'd hear that. You'd think, I don't want this person mm. on my team. He's going to sink my ship yeah. instead of helping me go further yeah, and I reach guess. targets. What do you, well, how would you respond? If someone goes to you, what, what are your weaknesses? So you spoke about your strengths. Yeah. You're great. And they say, all right, what, what's, what's something that you would say you'd work on or you need to be working on? Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't say it's like a weakness. I would say like I can I could develop this more so it feels like I have like room to improve. So I'd say Which is um I'd probably say I could I could improve on my um <laughs> You're so perfect. No. You guys can't be good enough. <laughs> no, I could probably re- improve on my um teamwork maybe being a like a team player because sometimes I just want to take the lead and yeah okay okay that's that's good that's a good way of putting it it, it sounds a bit like you would want to be uh taking charge but you wouldn't say that you're um sabotaging yourself yeah yeah mm. yeah that's it I think there's a lot of a lot of things like this young adults need to hear about yeah. if we go in an interview and the get and and uh, the panel ask you a question and they say what's what's your weakness and you just shoot yourself in the foot mm. And you just lost yourself a good position that you could have had if you answered properly. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's all about researching the role. Like, you know, what are they looking for? If they're clearly looking at someone who is an excellent communicator, don't say you're a terrible communicator. <laughs> Even though you are. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you are, I would, I would just... just keep it a secret until yeah, they find just, out. Just avoid no. it for now. <laughs> Try and focus on like the positives, as you say. Sign, sign the contract, then tell them I'm not good at communicating. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, I that that's terrible. Yeah. No. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think... Um, is there anything else you would want to cover about soft skills you feel that we haven't touched upon? Um, question, wait, maybe for you, like, what do you think, you asked Serena, like, what do you think is your area that you could improve on? What about yourself? Ooh, ah, uh, okay. Um, Put you in the hot seat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to ask me a question, <laughs> but I'll go ahead and answer it. I would say for me, um, something that I would like to improve on is to um, empower the whole team to work in synergy. Because sometimes we do get carried away as a team. We do get, we drift, we drift away. And sometimes we need that reminder to bring us back together. And we don't know whose responsibility that is. And sometimes it's just left to be no one. Oh, yeah. So for me, for me, I'd say constantly reminding myself just to bring back the team together. Have, call it a team. They call it a team for a reason. Mm. Um, But a team doesn't mean it's going to be 
rainbows every day. Yeah. Sunshine. It's going to be tough times. Going to be good times. You're going to go through hardship, obstacles, and you need that strong captain. I suppose that would be、uh, providing reassurance and comfort, yeah, direction as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's I think need to give myself area to to work on. Yeah, I love that. That's good. Yeah. Good answer. I practiced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, yeah. So, anything from your from your side? What's your I, journey now? What's your journey looking like? So, you are you still with two to three degrees or? Yeah, I am with two to three degrees. Like I just do a lot of、um, more insight days, but now I'm moving on to like work experience as well,、um, doing more work experience and like they do offer a like mentor program as well to like help you to develop your skills as well. So I feel like that's quite good. What's your ambition, if you don't mind me asking? Um, what I want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's your like? Do you dream? Do yeah, you have yeah, dreams? Do you? Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, I just want to, you know, live my life. And but also, I just I want to do like marketing, PR, maybe recruitment as well. I feel like I just want to do a good job, get good money, and、okay. live a good life. That's it. <laughs> good That's, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Why not? The sky's the limit. You know, as long I think it's rare for.、Um, Young adults to know what they want to do and work towards it. Sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not knowing what you want to do because、yeah. life is not restricted to one thing only.、Uh, you could, you could, you could change your mind. You can try PR and be like, "Yeah, this is, it, it, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, that's not working." And you can try another、yeah. career path.、Uh, but for for you to start on something in general, because sometimes I've come across some people that do know what they want to do, and some just reply with, "I don't know." Mm. And that's when you say I don't know, and he asked them, "Well, what is your interest?" And they say, "We don't really have anything that I can think of at the moment." Then you start to get a little bit into、uh, tricky territory because、yeah. you're trying to figure the person out. You got to push them, motivate them.、Uh, but for, in your case, I reckon、um, you already have some sort of sense of direction,、mm-hmm. and yeah, and just make sure your your friends are also like <laughs> you know in the same boat、yeah. as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I th- you lot are doing a good job. Ah,、oh, thank with, you. With, and with you, Zeno. Thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you.、Um, well, I think we've covered everything in terms、yeah. of soft skills.、Um, I really do hope who are listening to this podcast do actually absorb some of this conversation and take a moment to think about it and and possibly just you know start considering change if if they need it.、Um, we're not perfect. That's that's one thing I keep saying over and over again. There's always Room for self im- improvement. Yeah, absolutely. It could start any time, so why not start now? Never、um, good time to start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But apart from that, it's been great. Thank you both for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah hopefully, hopefully, I'll see you lot around. You lot in the local area because、yeah. you're、We're、doing. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> <I don't laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and I ask you: Is there anything else you want to add on before we wrap up? Yeah, so I guess just wanted to say thank you for having us here today. It's been like a great opportunity.、Um, and yeah, finally, for if you're interested in anything that we said about the programs or who we are at Two to Three Degrees, or you're inspired by the amazing Serena,、um, feel free to go on our website. It's Two to Three Degrees,、um, and you can email us at info at Two to Three Degrees.、Um, so yeah, feel free to get in touch, and we'll, we'll be there to help you achieve your potential. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll see you next time. If you liked what you saw today, please comment, like, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.